tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's five days to join East National Dialogue on Illegal Mining. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy, 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love, 99.5 FM. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Lonlonyo FM in Hohoi, Swiss FM in Ho, KTU Radio in Kofoidu and Radio Max in Takradi. We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrol Soul. Your clean fall in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HTP pipes and what the tank. We are the only water story tank with a level indicator. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. This afternoon on the midday news, students in Inquanta South forced to stay out of the classrooms close to two weeks following clashes there. Two more persons have been killed on Sunday in spite of the imposition of a curfew, bringing the death toll for this month's clashes alone to 10. Uh, we the teachers too, the students are gone. We are seated at home. Night we are frightened. Maybe we those who are having farms, nearby farms, we can't go there. They should do something about it for us. We are not safe, so we can't be at the market. Also, Ghana Education Service refutes claims about maggot-infested rice being served in schools. And so we do not know where that report is coming from, but their investigation is, I personally said, we didn't find any. So that is false. Also in this package, check your house, not mine. President Akufado to the Speaker of Parliament over his purported refusal to ascend to the criminal amendment bill which seeks to criminalize witchcraft accusations in Ghana. Parliament as an institution must be taken seriously by everybody in this country. Ordinarily, it should have been sent to the president for his assent. I must state emphatically that those bills have not been sent to the president. The speaker knows about it. And I'm surprised that he came and, and made this address. But why has it taken four months for the bill to travel the four-kilometer stretch from Parliament to the Jubilee House? We'll tell you why as the Coalition Against Witchcraft asks questions. Whose responsibility it is to make sure that the bill got to the president? And also whose responsibility was it to make sure that they made follow-up? We'll stay in Parliament where the Trade Minister attempts for the fourth time to lay the import restriction instrument, describing the concerns of corruption by the minority as unfounded as he insists he is legally bound to do so. No one has a role in the laying of this document. Parliament is not happy with it. They march out to test majority and then acknowledge. But as the minister expands the membership of the committee to include Guta and other interest groups, the Food and Beverages Association say they are still opposed to the instrument. We have sports. Former Ghana captain Stephen Apia explains why the Black Stars will end the 41-year wait for an AFCON trophy in 2024. And be ready to pay more to acquire Ghanaian passport as the Ministry of Foreign Affairs starts engagement on upward adjustment of the travel document. Coming weeks, we'll have a formal uh, sitting with the with Parliament and the various committees to see if they can help us in that direction to make it possible for us to charge at least the proper fees. 
You ready to pay more? Stay with me here on the Midday News for details of that and more. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please stay on for details. Many thanks for your company. I am MFA Apau. Now, this afternoon, students in Inquanta South Municipality have been forced to stay out of the classrooms close to two weeks now following ethnic clashes between the Adeli Chala and Achiode groupings. Two more persons have been killed on Sunday in spite of the opposition imposition of a curfew bringing the death toll for this month's clashes to 10. Despite the presence of security, the central market in the municipality is deserted due to fears of reprisals. OT regional correspondent Peter Tasteno provides more details in this report. It is day eight of the clashes here in the Guanta South municipality and almost a week of the imposition of curfew. It's Monday and it is a market day here, but traders have vacated the market, taking over the streets for their safety. They tell Joy News they do not believe or trust they are staying in the market for anybody to hide anywhere and shoot us as it happened last week. We have been speaking to people to gauge the understanding of how this is affecting education, businesses and general supply of goods and services. Previously, we are at the central market, but due to the decent the fighting, we have come to a uh, home, sell here. They are in. As you can see, they are always in their cars. We are afraid. Being there, we don't know what is going to happen. That's why we have come here. This place is a plain place. Anything you can see, we are just pleading with them to come to our aid. These days, even going out is difficult. It's affecting our business so much, very well. Please, they should do something about it for us. We are not safe, so we can't be at the market because we are scared. We are suffering very much because the conflict is conflict between some two other and three other tribes. But it happens that we, the foreigners, and we, the strangers, are here. It's worrying us too much. So we are pleading for the stakeholders to come in our behalf, to come and help us. If not, we are suffering too much. The social life, economical, everything has affected a lot. Prices of things has gone high. That's the OT Regional Correspondent Peter Senos reports there. Let me bring in the Director of Education for Inquanta South Municipality, Jonathan Cosina. Thank you so much uh, for your time here on the Midday News. So let's talk about uh, the situation, especially the effect on education, uh, because they are concerned about how our children have stayed out of the classroom for close to two weeks now following these clashes. Is there really a plan in place for these children? Uh, thank you very much. Um, the... They, we, we have 110 schools. So as we speak now, it's only about 30 schools uh, which is in the hot zone area. And, uh, out of these 30 schools, we have uh, 10,543 learners and 380 teachers who are out of school at the moment. Um, it's also affect, it has also affected the three secondary schools. We have four secondary schools, but it has directly affected three uh, secondary schools with a population of 3,129 and then about 219, 292 teachers are out. Um, we as to when we resume for those particular schools, we are still relying on security uh, advice. Mm. But what um, security advice have you received so far? Over 13,000 students from the calculation that I've done in terms of the figures that you've given us. What's the security saying? When can they reopen school? When can they go back to being educated? 
As, as at man, we were thinking that schools will, will, will go to school within this week, but um, following what happened on Sunday, uh, in fact, parents will choose to send their children to school, and most of the teachers who belong to the ethnic group have all moved away from, from, uh, from town. So that is the difficulty that we are having at the moment. Mm, and, and you are yet to hear anything from the Red Seg security in terms of when they can go back to school. That's the case, right? That is the case. Okay. Well, we'll get some answers uh, much later also uh, from those in charge, especially when education can resume. You've been hearing from the Director of Education for Enquanta South Municipality, Jonathan Cosina. They're giving us the figures in terms of the schools affected, 30 schools um, in the region, in the municipality or the community affected with over 10,000 pupils and three secondary schools with 3,000 um, students affected in all this when it comes to education. But in a related development also, there's a brewing legal showdown. Um, with, between the National Food Buffer Store Company as a prominent supplier of the northern, uh, northern supplier Tamana Rice Processing Company threatens legal action. The company's CEO, Alaji Shaibu Braima, alleges the store company owes it about 500,000 CDs for supplies made to all the northern regional high schools. Tamana Rice Processing Company is set to take that legal action. We can hear from the CEO, Alaji Shaibu Braima, speaking to join News. They gave me a, a contract uh, that was 2021. When the Ghana president visited the factory, and I made mention to him that I can supply all the five northern regions, senior high schools, without uh, any problem because I produce 250 tons a day. Uh, the, the president asked him, directed him to give the contract to me. I supplied the rice without any delay. Yeah, I said in the contract, they stated clearly, payments will be made within 60 days after supply. So when I made the supply, payment was not made to me up to 10 months. And the payment that were made to me where I have all the checks, uh, photocopies, and the checks that contain the check date and the photocopy. I well, we're yet to hear from the National Food Buffer Stock Company on this particular development. But in a related development, also the Ghana Education Service has refuted allegations of feeding maggot-infested rice to schools in the country. Director of Public Relations, Cassandra Chumampofo, clarified that the information given by the minority spokesperson on education, Peter Nochukotoy, was inaccurate. Before we hear from her, this is what Peter Nochukotoy said in Parliament. Mr. Speaker, if you also look at it carefully, you will realize that the, even the type of food they are fed with in the school is questionable. Very, very terrible, Mr. Speaker. Two years ago, I raised an issue of a canned fish that was provided in the senior high schools. When it was about to expire, then they rebranded the container and made it look as if it was newly imported. Yes, Mr. Speaker, as we speak now, there is some rice in the system which has been supplied to senior high schools. They call it laments from India. This rice, Mr. Speaker, is maggot infested. When it was imported in 2021, the suppliers or the importers did not pay for bringing the duty on the rice. But speaking on news desk a while ago, PR of the Ghana Education Service, Cassandra Chumampofo, categorically denies that information. I was particularly tasked to call all the regional directors of education to engage their head and to report. And let me tell you that none, none of the regional directors gave us the information that they have received or any of their schools within their region have received a bag, even a single bag of maggot infested rice.
And so we do not know where that report is coming from. But there are investigations which I personally said we didn't find any. So that is all. That's Cassandra Chumampo for well. She's been signing a press statement earlier also on the computerized placements and selection system for those of you whose children have just um, passed out from the BC and are waiting to go to senior high schools. I'm sure you've been waiting for this news. Well, there's news for you. Mami Sinyamiche Thompson joins us in the studio. What are we learning? So, MF, according to the statement, uh, 477,772 uh, of the candidates have been automatically placed in one of their choices. And, and this is, a, according to the GS, is a significant improvement compared to last year's with over 100,000 more students placed. However, 108,025 students, which is making about 18.44% of the qualified candidates, could not be matched with any of their choices. So these, uh, the candidates in these category don't have schools. They'll have to do what they call the self-placement to select from available schools to access the placement platform. And the candidates are supposed to follow the steps. Um, these steps that have been given by the um, Ghana Education Service, they are supposed to obtain a placement PIN code from an approved vendor. Log on, log on to their website www.cssps.gov.gh and enter those digital, I mean, um, figures that they've given them and follow the prompt. Well, and you can also enter the short code star 800 star 055 hash to check whether uh, your steward has been uh, placed in the computer system. Now, the journey from Parliament House to the seat of the presidency, that's the Jubilee House, is less than four kilometers and an average vehicle speed will take you less than five minutes without traffic to reach the presidency. But it's taking Parliament four months to forward the amended criminal offences bill to the president for his absence. The bill passed in August this year prohibits the practice of accusing others of witchcraft and criminalizes the declaration, accusation, naming or labeling of another person as a witch. The goal of the bill is to address the persecution of people accused of witchcraft. But yesterday, the speaker and the minority leadership took on the president for refusing to assent the bill, ask, accusing him of violating the constitution. It's a serious matter. Parliament as an institution must be taken seriously by everybody in this country. It's for good reason that the framers of the Constitution mandated Parliament to pass laws. It's still in Parliament. And um, ordinarily, it should have been sent to the, the President for his assent. I must state emphatically that those bills have not been sent to the President for his assent. The speaker knows about it. And I'm surprised that he came and, uh, and made this address, made it appear as if the president was trampling upon the constitution. Nothing can be further from the truth. That's the, the majority leader, Osei Chairman Sabunso there. Well, the president has been responding to this particular subject. Presidential Affairs Correspondent Elton Broby joins me in studio with more. First, tell us when the speaker received, or the, the, the president received the bill. So if according to a statement from the presidency, the statement comes with a, a correspondence they got from Parliament yesterday. Mm -hmm. This is dated the 27th of November, 2023. And this is parliamentary service. This is on the letterhead of the clerk to Parliament. And it's addressed to the Executive Secretary to the President, Office of the President, Jubilee House, Kanda Accra. Bills for presidential assent. 
please find attached and close eight copies each of the following bills which were passed by parliament and duly authenticated by me for assent by his excellency the president the bills are the criminal offenses amendment bill 2023 wildlife resources management bill and as well as the national petroleum authority amendment bill i shall be grateful if we invite the president to signify his assent to the bills in accordance with article 1067 of the 1992 this time by the deputy clerk mr jetro and the date again for the, this the say? date on this correspondent is dated the 27th of november 2023 that's yesterday and today is 28th and that, that discussion was happening yesterday exactly. in parliament 27th mm. so the president has a response to parliament and this is signed by the director of communication Eugenia. he said the office of the president has noted recent media reports suggesting that the president has declined to assent to the criminal offenses amendment bill uh, a legislative measure aimed at amending the criminal offenses act indeed the speaker of parliament urban babem is reported on monday 27th november to have rebooked akufuado over silence on the criminal offenses amendment bill it is important to state at the onset that the amendment is specifically designed to outlaw the roles of witch doctors or witch finders in addition to prohibiting the act of declaring accusing or naming or labeling an individual as a witch alongside other related matters contrary to the claims made in this report by the speaker of parliament and the minority caucus in parliament president kufuado has not remained silent on the bill and they asked, how could the Speaker of Parliament accuse the President of remaining silent on a bill when it was officially presented to him on Monday, 27 November 2023, and the same day the Speaker made the accusations? The Senate goes to say that the bill was officially presented to the President for his assent together with the Wildlife Resources Management and the National Petroleum Authority bill. It is wholly inaccurate that the bill has been sitting on the decks of the president without receiving the due attention. And the statement ends by saying the president is mindful of the implications of this and he has seven days to look through the bill. If he has any concern for the parliament, on that is done, he's within the legally mandated period to advise on the way forward. Well, thank you very much. That's the presidential affairs correspondent, Elton Broby, there uh, with a response from the presidency regarding his um, refusal, purported refusal to assent to the criminal bill that, that um, prohibits people from accusing others as witches. Meanwhile, a non-governmental organization, Song Taba, is unhappy with a lack of commitment to making the law come into force. Lamna Tuadam is the executive director. Whose responsibility it is to make sure that the bill got to the president and also whose responsibility was it to make sure that they made follow up and so if we did not know whose responsibility was it and whose responsibility it was to make a follow up then there is a challenge there and the question we ask ourselves is is it that this bill is of no interest because I remember this whole years of our engagement, especially in this year, we have continuously engaged the gender ministry. And it was clearly that uh, the issues around which was the ministry's priority. And so this has come as the surprise that um, the bill is just getting to, to the presidency. Now, the trade and industry minister, Kumnata Hiro Hammond, is this afternoon attempting for the fourth time to lay a legislative instrument to restrict the importation of some 22 selected items. Per the proposed regulation, any person seeking to import the selected products will require permission from the trade ministry. But the minority in parliament and some interested parties have described the regulation as a bad policy that must be withdrawn immediately, pointing to potential corruption. But the trade minister says he sees no link between granting permission to individuals to import certain 
certain products and corruption. He spoke to my colleague Evans Mensa. If my trust before Christmas will still not affect import or products for Christmas. Any importer who is desirous of bringing anything for the purpose of Christmas will longer have put the orders and uh, uh, will be receiving them anyway. And uh, the thing about it is that there's also a clause, a transitional clause in there. Those who have already imported their staff and whatever, they have three, they months, have three months and to then write to you. further extension and whatever to get this. this, this. Let, let, let's get this fundamental issue right. It is not an attempt to line Katie Hammond's pocket with anything. It is not an attempt to line the MPP's government's uh, coffers with anything. If he's successful in laying the instrument, the matter will be closed, but Parliament can overturn it with two-thirds of all MPs voting to reject it. Katie Hammond says he's legally bound to undertake the exercise, insisting some concerns raised by the minority have been addressed in the amended instrument. Ultimately, there must be recourse to Parliament. Parliament. Yeah, Parliament, for well, whatever reason mm. they thought... Which uh, you agree? Which well, agreed. I agree. You see, I keep saying that I agree, but I also knew it didn't make sense. I knew it wasn't going to fly mm. with the Attorney General. You answered the question, so what happened after your agreement? So, I took it because they said the Attorney General should look at it. And what I the mean, Attorney General... I wasn't General? going to just put anything the Attorney General hadn't seen. I took it to the Attorney General, with a lawyer from this office, and the Attorney General's office was a no way, Jose, it doesn't work like that. I was so he's not going to find expression it, in the document. So the final one that I've given you is what, what I've just read. Yes, what you read. It, it, ends, it ends with the courts. It ends with a court. That full interview is available on myjoyonline.com and all our social media platforms. While well, industry players have remained divided over their support for the regulation. First, listen to the Executive Secretary of the Food and Beverages Association, John Awunihi, describes the minister's statement that they've been consulted as untrue. Who and who did they meet to do this and this is what even increases our the height of our suspicion that a few people want to call the, the entire Ghanaian public to ransom the business sector to ransom well president of the association of ghana industries humphrey yimdake insists his outfit and others have been consulted on the legislation and we are giving it their full support we support it we were consulted we had a meeting even that was uh, extended to peace hotel september the 12th to the 16th that we had to even go through the list all right and this had to do with even the exemption list so we are consulted fully well, Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Santi joins us on the line with details of what is happening in Parliament regarding the most talked about instrument. What's the status? Fact, this instrument has not been laid as we speak. We understand there are still conversations going on so that when the bill comes to the floor, there will not be any mutual disagreement. But the minority still say they are totally opposed to this regulation and will not allow it to go through. Katie Hammond yesterday showed Evans a report from the subsidiary legislation committee which is chaired by the minority giving this ally a go ahead but their leadership completely says they will not let it go through uh, apart from that though what else is expected in parliament today today is the penultimate day for the 2024 budget debate ordinarily the debates were expected to conclude the debate on the statement and vote to approve or reject same but it has been extended by the MPs who continue debating the proposals that we are aligned in the budget today. And the leadership will conclude tomorrow that it will be a final vote.
That's Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Santi taking us on a quick break here on the Midday News live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra in Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM proudly brought to you by Petrol Soul. Your clean fall in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also made possible by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator. Where Dura Plus goes, water flows. Over 13,000 students in Inquanta South forced to stay out of the classrooms close to two weeks following clashes there. Two more persons have been killed on Sunday in spite of the imposition of a curfew. We have sports when we return from the break and you're ready to pay more to acquire a Ghanaian passport as the Ministry of Foreign Affairs starts engagement on upward review of the travel document. Coming weeks, we'll have a formal uh, sitting with the with Parliament and the various COVID to see if they can help us in that direction to make it possible for us to charge at least the proper fees. When budgets are tight and money difficult to come by, you want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol store station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol store, clean fuel in full quantity. for sports on the midday news. Yep, and our former Ghana captain Steven Apia believes the Black Stars are poised to end the 41-year wait for the Africa Cup of Nations title. The last time Ghana lifted the trophy was in 1982. Now, optimism surrounding the team is quite low as a result of the recent uninspiring performances, but Apia remains positive. Well, I'm very confident because, I mean, today, as we all know, football is played everywhere. That's why you find you find it difficult to play with Comoros and the rest. So we should believe in ourselves. We should believe in the team. Uh, they should go and represent Ghana. And I know that, they would, as I said, they will do well. I mean, this is a trophy that I competed and uh, fought for. But I didn't have the chance to, to, to lift it. And today, seeing it here... I'm so, so happy and I mean, we are not playing anymore, so we are here to be uh, fans and help our Gina brothers who are representing the country to go to the tournament um, to do well. That's Black Stars, former Black Stars captain, Steven Apia. You have a passport? Yes, please. Okay. Well, you don't have to pay more just yet. But the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Regional Integration is making a case for an upward adjustment of the price for passport applications. The ministry argues that the cost of the travel document has been heavily subsidized and the government, hence the inability of the passport office to invest in other areas of service delivery. We can hear from the Deputy Foreign Affairs Minister, Amprechum Sapong, saying that the engagement will soon begin with Parliament to push for price adjustment. The Foreign Affairs Committee at various meetings that we've had with them have always urged us to try and do something about the price. We are in consultation with the various uh, stakeholders and hopefully uh, our next attempt is to engage with Parliament because we on our own cannot increase passport fees. We will need uh, the support of Parliament to make it happen. We are, in, we are engaging them and we hope that in the coming weeks we'll have a formal uh, sitting with, the, with Parliament and the various uh, committees to see if they can help us in that direction. To make 
Well, that's um, the Deputy Minister for Foreign Affairs there announcing a possible upward adjustment of um, passports. Now, let me take you to the Lejokuku constituency. Yesterday, we're in Adenta, and the battle lines are now drawn for the much anticipated parliamentary primaries. And it's been an unpredictable seat since its inception and swings between the two major political parties, NDC and MPP. Today, in your election headquarters, Samuel Mbura of our political desk highlights the competition. Lejokuku constituency remains a seat to look out for because it does not keep an occupant for too long. Dr. Bernard Okoboy succumbed to defeat in 2020 against the NDC. He is once again considered a front-runner in the upcoming race. But UK-based businessman Collins Ni Ashiti Olenu says he means business. He has renounced his UK citizenship to join the race, insisting that the party's 2020 defeat in the constituency was avoidable. That defeat in 2020 was not something that any sympathizer of the MPP had hoped for in Lebukutu. But unfortunately, it happened that way. But now the party has an opportunity to right the wrong. Presidential staffer Ibrahim Ejei, who believes in second chances, considers himself as the catalyst for change in the NPP. I'm that agent of change, and that's what I want to do. I want to bring the opportunities that exist within government to the people of Lejikuku so they can realize their ambitions. Meanwhile, former constituency second vice chairman Clifford Matekoli claims his popularity among the contestants makes him the right candidate to lead the NPP. Right now when you come to Teshi, they have nicknamed me the super duper and everybody, everybody, everywhere across the divide is talking about the super duper. And that's the situation in Lejokuku. It's time for our stories of hope. And I'll take you to the eastern region. And a dedicated English teacher is not only transforming education at the Mampong Kwanta MA school, but also spearheading a movement to address a critical issue affecting girls' attendance. Mami Sinya Miche Thompson has the rest of the story. Meet Ejewa, an English teacher who nine years ago embarked on a journey that would redefine education in Adoso. This place is my first station to teach. So uh, when, I, when I got here, I saw a lot of challenges that the girls were going through. The Mampong Quanta School, a pillar of learning for over 60 years, has a population of 240 pupils, out of which 113 are girls. Sanitary towel, the prices is going high. And even with the workers, sometimes 